da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Brian, what are we talking about this week? Tonight, Kent and Richard, I've gathered you here to talk about Disney's Zootopia. You know, we criticize a lot movies that come out too fast, maybe. Mm-hmm. We've actually criticized that a lot on the show previously. But, I mean, you got to give them credit. It's not an easy task to, just two weeks later, sequel to Zoolander 2. I mean, already, it's yeah, it's impressive. Zootopia, yeah, the, turnaround less, the turnaround is... <laughs> I mean, it's shocking these days how fast they can they can throw these together. Well, the digital the digital cameras have changed everything. <laughs> I think this is almost all exclusively B roll footage that they just cut together. Okay, so it's like Wake Up Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Rank the three. Rank the three. <laughs> Zoot, Zoolander two. Uh-huh. Zootopia. Yeah. We bought a zoo. Mm. Oh wow! This is uh, it's a tough this is one. Tough, tough for yeah. Brian. Brian's yeah, sad right my heart. I thought we had a deal where we didn't talk about <laughs> any Cameron Crowe movies post Almost Famous and just shove it in my face. <laughs> Pretty rough. Pretty rough going, Kent. I'm going to have to get back to that contract negotiation. No, uh, Zootopia, number one. We Bought a Zoo, number two. Everything else in between, and then Zoolander, two. That's well, how I'm going. Well, what about uh, Zooey Deschanel? Maybe? <laughs> no? Oh, she's at the top. Yeah, She's at the top. Okay. Yeah. What about the San Diego Zoo? <laughs> Great zoo. Great zoo. Have I ever done my riff on zoos? No. <laughs> Here we right. go. What a better time than now. Yeah. It's, it's I'm going to give it to you now yeah. as a little primer. Yeah. There's just, okay, so we, you know, as we as we evolve as a society, we kind of realize that zoos maybe aren't well, the most debatable, con- but okay. Right, sure. Maybe devolve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Donald Trump, sure. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Um, <laughs> so, as we, as we, we kind of realize zoos are sometimes um, not great, not great, right? So I now that you can get a Southwest flight for like forty dollars, pretty much most places. I'm thinking that there should be like seven zoos. <laughs> yeah, just like regional. Since, yeah, yeah, like San Diego, you get to keep your zoo. Mm-hmm. Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, you guys fight it out for one. New York gets a zoo. Maybe DC gets like a national zoo. Miami and Seattle. Yeah. Chicago, and a Chicago maybe. Zoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chicago Zoo. And it, like everyone's happy, right? right. You can, and, and then it's and, fun to go and they can be a little bigger. Right. Like and I would make drive... it just like the movie industry and randomly put one in Minnesota for yeah, no reason. Sure. sure. But like <laughs> I was driving from like uh Dallas to Austin a few weeks ago and I saw a big billboard for the Waco Zoo. And I was like, yeah. Waco shouldn't have a zoo. That's <laughs> right. where the yeah. mistreatment of animals happens because yes. there's no way yeah. they have enough revenue to support a properly functioning zoo. Right. right. So this is this is my campaign I'm running on next year, guys, or in like four it. years when I run for president. It's just we get you you guys vote on the cities, but there's only mm-hmm. six zoos now. Yeah. Now, if you just be a little more racist, you can get the GOP nomination. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason for Dallas and Fort Worth to have a zoo. Yeah. Each have a zoo. Oh, guy, we can't drive 30 miles. We're going to need to build another <laughs> zoo over here. It really it's is. So like, it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. That's the downfall of humanity right there. That's proof. <laughs> like, <laughs> going to have to build another zoo. You just grow up with every town has a zoo, but when you actually yeah. kind of get away from it and think about it. When you about think it, about it, yeah. It's yeah, weird. it's like, yeah, there should, you know, just a few, a handful, and, you know, twice in your childhood, maybe once if you're lucky, you, you go to the zoo, and that's within 300 miles of your house. And Sure. 
but yeah, it shouldn't be like, yeah, we go on a field trip six times a year. It's a, it's 10 minutes away, unless you live in one of those yeah. cities, but it's really Again, weird. this is Zoo yeah. Talk, our, our other podcast. Subscribe <laughs> on iTunes for weekly we cross, Zoo Chat. Cross this is a here. cross talk this, a little bit. Yes. This is actually just a bonus episode to get people to go listen to that. <laughs> Zoo Talk, believe it or not, way bigger than this this show. It's actually my main job. Yeah, also our our passion project, for sure. Like We do that about movies for money. Right. Um, Hashtag Zoo Talk. Yes. Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome. Let the filibustering begin. Big couple days, big week in movies, movie news. There's so much to talk about. I'm so excited for this. I'm so glad that we're all together. It's been a long time. I've missed you, you gentlemen. We talked about you, Brian, last week. I I listened, and I want to tell you guys. Um, when I skipped the zoo episode, no, excuse me. When I skipped, we've got zoo on the brain. Uh, <laughs> when I skipped the witch last week, you know, I kind of felt like a wuss. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I, I was, I was kind of feeling like I maybe let everybody down. And then I listened to you guys just talk about the movie and I got freaked out and I couldn't <laughs> keep listening. So I definitely made the right call. I'm just going to say that I, I am right about myself. If, you know, exorcisms and demons yeah. and things Can't isn't your it. thing. You're yeah. not going to be able to handle the yes. witch at all. Yes, yeah. that's that was my uh, that was my point. We had somebody on Twitter basically say it was not a scary movie at all, and I replied to him and said, "I am pretty sure you are the witch trying to trick me into <laughs> seeing the witch." Like that's it is not, not scary, Brian. Yeah, we promise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, thank you. So. Guys, the literally hours after we posted last week's episode on The Witch, uh, a trailer dropped, and we immediately, my phone, I woke up that next day, I think, oh my, God. my phone was so... dead from all the notifications, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but thank you, oh gosh, we love them. That Keep was them one of the best days of our podcast existence. So the Ghostbusters 2016 all-female reboot sequel, I think that's the proper, mm-hmm. uh, what they're mm-hmm. calling it, but... Know. Yeah. Uh, trailer drops. Uh, the two and a half minute trailer. We didn't get a teaser really for this. Oddly, would have thought we'd get a one minute teaser. Yeah. Before well, we actually, got the we two... did. It just it came out thirty years ago. So. Uh, well then, <laughs> the wait. It's been worth the wait. No. <laughs> it. Uh, you know what? It. It kind of surprised me. Um, it. I'll be honest. The trailer is exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah. When this project was announced. And when uh, the people that were involved were announced, mm-hmm. but I did not expect the national or international backlash that this received. I did not foresee it at all, and I would say it was probably ninety percent negative or hate <laughs> that I saw online. Yeah, uh, and just these are just from random people, um, not you right. or you know people influenced by me or my family or things. This is just the random draw of the internet. Uh, and it shocked me. Like everybody thinks this looks terrible and it's, these are the same people that'll line up to see blended, you know, day one. And you know, these, these, Oh God, hey. I, that, you know, I'll do, they'll say they'll do that, but they, man, this just is, this is just offensive. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if it's that it looks bad that the people involved are bad or that it's, Hey, there's only one ghostbusters guys. Like right. what this, right. this one might be untouchable. And yeah. that's, a scary thought if you're the studio and it does have good people involved. You know, I'm rooting for seriously mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. person involved to do well and to succeed, but 
Well, and minus minus one, but sure. I want her to succeed. It's not likely. (laughs) I'm I'm rooting for open failure for her. I can't take it anymore. (laughs) Brian hates her so much. (laughs) I do. She's just Brian's like the most generous, generous, like open-minded kind person i know and he's just out on her and her career's barely started i mean granted she's 71 years old but her career is like three years old and brian's like out yeah there's no redeeming quality it's so funny we said this before it's because she has one bit and her bit is screaming and once her only bit isn't screaming then then i'll pay more attention or give her more respect in that regard but she received the most kind of criticism. They say her character yes. is racially insensitive and stereotypical. Right. Because she's not a scientist. She's already had to issue a statement about it. That's never a good Right. It's always thing. a good start. Yeah. Um, well, the statement was in all caps. It's like, let's change it up. Yeah. Also, not a great start. They are, the studio is insisting that this is a reboot, not a sequel. But the trailer starts off with right. 30 years ago in New York City. Like, yeah. you have to choose one. You can't You can't tell us that the Bill Murray version of Ghostbusters doesn't exist in this universe and then try to piggyback off of it. You have to pick one of those two things. Right. It doesn't make much sense because you know there are going to be cameos from the oh original. Oh, my gosh. There, at and least Aykroyd, at least Aykroyd, like, Aykroyd has nothing yeah. to lose you, at this point. Aykroyd He'll never left it. the set. I right. can guarantee he just, like, hung out the entire time. You know, Ernie, like Ernie Hudson. with uh, Girl Meets World. <laughs> yes, yes. Ernie Hudson will be there, and there's yeah. rumors floating about that Bill Murray is going to be the villain. Oh. And But it makes no sense because, again, if you cross those two universes, even though they're the same, why are they reinventing proton packs? Why are they having yes. to redis? reinvent the ghostbusters if they already exist i don't maybe there would be an explanation but that's a little fuzzy as well it's just not a great start like i feel like i'm i'm not i wasn't against this project from the get-go and i do think if you're going to do it that that i would prefer them to do it this way with with four women and and Kristen wig and just try to do it from a kind of a different angle i'm okay with the existence of a ghostbuster reboot slash sequel if it's done correctly but i think the trailer is really bad and i think that we we gosh i'm still amazed by how many tweets and emails and whatnot we got um from from listeners that were just like this looks terrible and i feel like people were ready for it to be good and or at least look decent and enjoyable and i don't think that that they're, I feel like the studio may already have to go into kind of scramble mode to try to get some better buzz out there because that trailer's bad and they're going to have to write the ship pretty quick. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns here. Yeah, and, yeah. Totally. And Kate McKinnon's never really done anything in a movie before. And right. we're worshiping her as the savior of comedy in this movie. Right. Um, Everyone's like, oh, she got Kate McKinnon. But, I mean, have we ever heard her with people laughing behind behind her? Does that make sense? I just sure. don't. Yeah. No, it's, she has it, to convince me uh, to risk. work yeah. as a film actress. And, I mean, well, they, and, and because she's great on Saturday Night Live-ish most of the time, but it's always in kind of – it. she's funny because she's able to do really weird, off-putting characters, mm-hmm. and that, that works great for five minutes. It does not work well typically for – for an hour and a half or two hours. Some of the comments I saw was that this looked like a bad SNL sketch hosted by Melissa McCarthy, like one yes. of those commercials you would see between yeah. the sketches on SNL. Yeah. And that's not good. 
But yeah. it kind of offended me a bit as a fan, the fact that they're using the original Ghostbusters logo and they just yeah. slap that on a poster and that's mm-hmm. the poster. Yeah. It's like they're re it's like redoing the original, you know, Tim Burton eighty nine Batman. Like just yeah. let's just yeah. re release that one. Not even totally. do a new like design or any I mean if they're really trying to reboot this, I mean, yeah. you can't just... Uh, yes, again... Again, you, it is a brand, but you can rebrand Ghostbusters. You, right. They've rebranded Ninja Turtles 12 times, you know? <laughs> right. All of them great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> again, I just think... I'm just saying... If yes, it, no, I totally 100% agree with you. I think, again, I think they're trying to have... They're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. You know, like, you can't... I don't, to me, you don't get to do both. You can have this be a sequel and have it exist in the Ghostbusters universe, and I'm okay with that. Or you can try to reboot it and pretend like Ghostbusters never happened before. And on the surface, I'm okay with that if you do it the right way. I just, But it's very confusing the way they started it off, and the trailer's bad, and it looks like, it looks like it's going to try to um, play off of as much ghostbusters nostalgia as it can while also but no it's its own thing it's its own thing well no it's it's not it's not if you're gonna go that route it's not its own thing it's jurassic world not i don't know star trek you know yeah it has a very and i hate to say this a very pixels vibe to it at this point big time Mm -hmm. and and i don't see the problem with that (laughs) it it feels like i said on twitter it feels like pixels meets cop out so that's what <laughs> that we're in gr- for yeah, great pull guys yeah. like yeah. Can't, well, congratulations won a lot of academy awards didn't it like not not on no. the night of the award but like <laughs> yeah. the technical awards beforehand the ones they don't air yeah 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 sure it's it did really well i think so but i mean i'm i know this will make money it'll win its weekend it'll be a thing i just this could be this could be career ending for some people if I mean, at the studio, if this yes. doesn't work, yeah, because I, this is a valuable property, right? And they can't just read. I mean, I was I was all for doing uh, something with the old cast and kind of have them pass the torch in the way that we did with the Force Awakens this past year. You know, mm-hmm. have one or two of them involved and then pass the torch. But it seems like they're trying to do that, but not trying yeah. to do. It's just yeah. very confusing and odd, and people are kind of outraged. I didn't know there were so many passionate people about Ghostbusters, but apparently, yeah. yeah. Well, and and you have to, mm-hmm. you have to placate the fanboy, you know, and that's of of whatever series it is. If you're going to step into the the land or the universe of of some beloved franchise or other whatever, you have to find a way to to tread lightly. And I don't. This seems like because we've been hearing about this this movie for years and years and years, and it seemed like the studio was just straight up like we are going to do this movie at some point. So figure out a way to do it. And here we are. And that's not always the best way to make a film from a creative standpoint or a quality standpoint, you know? Exactly. And it's just kind of like, Hey, what can we do to do the complete opposite of the original Ghostbusters? Mm -hmm. Instead of four men, it's four women. Instead of a really nerdy sidekick, it's a really handsome sidekick (laughs) with the Chris Hemsworth. And and I mean, it's just some small observations and thoughts, Mm -hmm. but I'm Mm -hmm. still giving this a shot and I have an open mind and I, I I actually think this will be good. I'm not. I just think this is a bad edit. I know there are edits out there right. that are recut sure. of the trailer that are better. Mm-hmm. I think this is a bad edit. This is a compromise with the studio from what Paul Feig probably wanted it to be. 
mm-hmm. and what the studio wanted it to be. And uh, that happens all the time. I do yeah. think this will be a fresh kind of movie. Uh, it'll be funny. I think it'll it'll do well, but it won't it won't do as well as it could have and should have because it'll turn a lot of people off. A lot of I the th- fil- old fans. That makes I think sense. I think the next step is the teller. If if they put out a trailer in in a few weeks that uh, that that makes them that kind of course corrects some of this stuff and gives a little more intelligent feel to what's going on and, and all that kind of thing, then I think you could be looking at a, a big weekend. If it doesn't, I I do fear that this is looking at a less it's, – it's, you're right, Ken. It's going to win the weekend pretty much. I, I haven't looked to see what it's going up against, but I feel pretty confident that it will win the weekend. Whether that's going to translate into – you know, a long box office run or if it's one that, you know, takes a huge hit the next week and a bigger hit the next week and just kind of goes down. I, I think this next, whatever the next step is, they need to get that right. There's some quotes out there from Paul Feig. One of them, he defends Leslie Jones with just the quote, F the haters. So that's <laughs> right. good. That's well, what you want out there PR wise. If you're, okay. yeah, that's, that's good. That's... <laughs> just, I mean... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue him for copywriting my back tattoo. <laughs> But <laughs> I see all of the original cast in this cast list, Gosh, pretty much. Please, please don't. Gosh. Okay. Ackroyd, Murray, Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson. Any bots? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so, hoping for, for a spinoff, but yeah, it'll be it'll be good. No, Rick Moranis. Uh, no. And yeah, he doesn't have to. Yeah. He needs to, man. Sad. It's sad. Have we had this? Yeah. Have we had a Rick Moranis talk on this podcast? I, I we should, do not believe we have. Probably to be a North American. He is a hundred percent North American treasure, yeah. and needs to come back ASAP. In what? What did he do, Richard? Do you remember what did he do recently? There was a. Was it? Did he do a comedy special or something? He did. He had something. Yeah, because he has like died. this tragedy. His wife died, and that's why he doesn't do anything anymore. But he did something. I think he did a Mark Maron podcast or something. That's something probably, like yeah, that. that sounds right. Of course. He did yeah. some kind of like sit down, hour long kind right. of thing. Yeah. Just like explaining mm-hmm. what his life's been like. Right. And what an interesting guy. And a guy I would want to come back. He said he would come back for Spaceballs too if, if <laughs> Mel Brooks ever wanted to make it. But it would, uh, take Mel Brooks making it for it to happen. But that would be kind of funny. Spaceballs. I like Aren't Spaceballs. Aren't there rumors they're going to do that as kind of a Force Awakens parody? I, I think that would – they should. If they're, That would make money. I know that would make money, especially mm-hmm. if, with Dark Helmet. <laughs> and uh, Bill Pullman back as Lone Star would be <laughs> R.I.P. Barf. Um, North American Treasure Barf, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a couple of casting notes to hit on. First of all, good news for you two. Rumors have it that Sylvester Stallone will be uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? American treasure Sylvester Stallone. Right. Of course. Implied. Awesome. Is he going to be Groot's dad? <laughs> Just get him in the room with Diesel so that he's in Fast 9. Come on. This wow, that would be the universe I would want him to Gosh, know. I want it so badly. I want it so badly. Ugh. I don't know. Marvel's a close second. Yeah, they make him a Jedi or something. But he's he's Dom's dad, dude. Come on, we need this. We need after that Oscars catastrophe. Yeah. We we need this, Sly. Come on, make it happen. <laughs> that would be perfect. I want them out. Like it's I want be them a Bruce Willis in or Dubai something. or something dad. or Cuba. I want them in Cuba, and then like they're going out and doing like karaoke together. Just just Vin and Sly. It's just 
this is this is what I think about. So you know. I just like to think of him barbecuing, but <laughs> yeah, karaoke oddly, is cool too. Yeah, oddly drinking weird beer. Yes, <laughs> upside down. Yes, <laughs> as is the family way. Right, <laughs> it's genetic somehow. My dad taught me how to drink beer. Like <laughs> I would be very excited for this. I don't. We don't know what he's playing yet, right? If he if he does take the role, okay. we don't even know if he's confirmed. He's just been seen yeah. on set and. Okay. There's a, a rumor, I'm sure, to be I'm confirmed in. soon. This is this kind of the same when Benicio del Toro was yeah, rumored yeah. last year and ended up playing a pretty pretty significant role in the in the film. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, so sliding the Marvel universe would be great. Awesome. It's another great addition. They're making man. I gotta say, Michael Douglas in Ant Man, mm-hmm. like what a random but amazing addition to Marvel. Yeah. Like I would, yep. I want him involved in. A lot more Marvel films. I don't know if they can flash back to him or what, or if he yeah. can be involved in early days of Shield somehow or something. But it'd be really, that'd be great, really interesting. Definitely. But I mean, they're bringing Robert Redford was in was in the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and was great. They just released the runtime today for Civil War, two hours twenty seven minutes, and it's the longest Marvel movie wow. thus far. Okay, I'm in. Isn't so. it funny the difference on that? Because that's about the same runtime as Batman v Superman, and when that was announced, I'm just like, oh gosh, just well, instant power nice. down. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, yeah, okay. There's think, a lot to cover in Civil War. This should, this maybe should be the the longest Marvel movie. They I guarantee. I want to put a bet down right now, uh, just a verbal bet, and uh, we'll work out the money of okay. it later. Mm-hmm. I think Civil War will make more than Age of Ultron. I agree with you, I think. So set some odds on that, Richard. You're our bookmaker. Okay. On it. <laughs> what, what would you think it would do, Richard? I'm trying to think. So Age of Ultron is what, like number six of all time or something like that? Um, yeah. It has made it made $1.4 billion worldwide. 459 domestic. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I can. I, it's definitely going to be in range, especially if it's re- if it has really good, like unique buzz. Yeah. Like the Captain America buzz with that cast is going to be. I think we'll push it over the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have good feelings about it. I think it has more positive buzz than yeah. Avengers two. Even right now, we're still a couple months away. Yeah, Avengers two. Age of Ultron is seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that even seems a little, a little bit high. So. I think if this comes around in the in the nineties, I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you, Kent. I think that's a good bet. Yeah. So speaking of Marvel, we have rumors for casting Love later rumors. in the Spider Man verse. Rumors of J.K. Simmons returning in the role of J. Jonah Jameson, but he accepted the role of Commissioner Gordon in the new DC world, Man. the Justice League, the Snyder verse. Huge box say. of HGH just landed at his doorstep. <laughs> I guess there Congrats, was something JK. written in. Yeah, he's getting pretty ripped lately, though. So yeah, whiplash—that's what got it. I love whichever one of you tweeted the the whiplash. Bit. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, Zack Snyder, strong. That's that's absolutely hundred percent. Zack Snyder's like, dude, I can do so bro. much with that. Look at that bicep. We can do so much more. We can make him so much better. Yeah, send it to his wife, like Peyton Manning. <laughs> Just address it. <laughs> put put it. this Yankees cap in there too. Put this. Yankees. I got it. <laughs> Once the Rock joins the DC verse, it's going to be oh. the most roided out, ripped, shredded. I guess he's just waiting for Marvel because you. 
surely, surely DC has gone to The Rock a thousand times. Like, come on, dude, please play that. <laughs> please play Superman. Please play Wonder Woman. Whatever, make it, make it happen. Yeah, he needs a lead, 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 lead character though. You can't yeah. just make him Aquaman in some, yeah. in the Justice League. You know, he has to be. Honestly, the Downey Jr. of mm-hmm. the yeah. DC verse. They need to figure out a way to make him that because why was he Superman? I don't know. Like, only British people can play Superman. That's sure. true. So, You're right. Well known. And Brandon Routh. And Brandon. Yeah. There's this weird thing with Superman, the character that Hollywood can't get by. He has to look exactly like a cartoon. Like yeah. that's the yeah, number yeah. one requirement of no. all. We can't get past a, a non traditional yeah looking superman really or too dumb to i just we can't make it's, that connection it's I don't very know. frustrating <laughs> you know it's very frustrating because like my one of my biggest frustrations ever in the history of movies is that john ham is not superman i just yeah. i i've said that before and he looks like superman he too. looks like superman and he is superman and the whole thing was like <laughs> yeah but he's old well then do old superman like that's exactly. fine yeah. it's <laughs> that's so marketable i don't uh he's he's bitter because you know no one cares about all the things that he's doing and this is this writes itself come on yeah. make it happen well, but to be fair i mean not he did well he did a a PT test for the role and he could only put up like like 95 on bench like it was pathetic yeah yeah I too mean much, his scenery was smoking. beautiful and it brought the producers in tears right but he couldn't like his deadlift was I mean you could tell he he barely even crossfits yeah. so Doesn't like even. it was just pointless yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just sad, like dabs and CrossFit, just like on weekends. So. Yeah, he doesn't commit to it, and it's right. a it's a, it's a commitment. You know, right. that's half of it. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Your... Yeah. So there are rumors of a third complete rewrite for Batman v Superman. Gosh, that, oh my gosh. and now apparently Ben Affleck says he completely rewrote it himself after that's... the original script, and then they brought in yeah. Chris Terrio, the Argo writer. And that might be the ben best Affleck news that's it. come out of this yeah, whole thing. That's exciting. Affleck can write like that. That's a that could be a strong choice. I but like so he wrote it way back, or he just now wrote it a couple weeks ago, and they're filming it still. <laughs> right, that would be oh, scary. Yeah, yeah. It could be either of those at this point. <gasps> Guys, it looks so bad. I every time I see the trailer, just I just mean from a, I'm an aesthetic standpoint, it looks hideous. I think the like most off putting part is Eisenberg for me at this. Yes, point, at this, yes. I just that's a stretch. Oh man, quite a stretch. Guys, I I started rewatching all the DC movies because I'm gonna I'm gonna write a blog. I watched uh, I watched Richard's favorite movie two days ago, Green Lantern. Yeah, still in recovery. You have it? You own it? Nope, my brother did. So I got to borrow <laughs> wow. him. That's so I didn't have to pay money for it. So I picked the right gill to hang out with. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, so what are your early that. thoughts on? Oh, it's awful. I mean, it's it's up there with Fantastic Four as the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. It's atrocious. Just it makes zero sense. Uh, it looks just just appalling. And uh, you know, again, Blake Lively is uh, not she's only a jet pilot. <laughs> no, oh, but not, it doesn't stop there. Yeah. But also, <laughs> also she is the uh, the CEO of a, of a very important billions and billions dollar company. So you know. It's uh, it's great. That's what it looks like. Great movie. I've got Man of Steel that I also borrowed from my brother, and uh, so I'm real excited about revisiting that pile of garbage. But I started watching the 
the Batman movies, the pre-Nolan Batman movies. Batman Returns is a bad movie, and I did not think that it was a bad movie. In my head, I've always thought of it as like, it's not great, but it's fine. That is not accurate. That is that it has not aged well at all. I think Michelle Pfeiffer in the all leather doesn't hold up. (laughs) Yes, and every every line that she delivers, like the campiness of it, really sinks in thirty years later to the point of this is just just terrible uh i was i was disappointed i'm actually i actually think batman forever may end up being better than batman returns now which is weird because i never Kilmer. thought it was a very good movie american but treasure treasure <laughs> Kilmer. and clooney yeah there's three american treasures that yeah. have played batman so it's good strong we yeah. should make adam west one too and just cheer- <laughs> he well, should be he should be that absolutely. Sounds- he has <laughs> sense of humor about oneself is off That's the, the charts for, big time. for adam west I got one other thing to mention. I have one other, one other thing to mention for movie news, and that is the Men in Black <laughs> Twenty Three Jump Street movie mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah, with uh, James Bobin attached to direct, coming but, off of I believe the new Alice coming up, mm-hmm. and the yeah. the Muppets as well, the Muppets right. franchise. Not as Man, exciting the as Concords. Lord and Miller, because Lord and Miller right. are, are awesome. But that's a decent – depending yeah. on – like Solid I said, I'm on the record that this Alice movie is going to be good. Yeah. Or not good, but better. Decent. Yeah. 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 James Bobin is a good replacement for, for Lord and Miller if they're busy making a Star they're Wars. They're busy doing everything. That, that couldn't be a surprise because that <laughs> – Yeah, yeah. That Men in Black surprise tie-in would have been probably one of my favorite movies ever in the theater. Right. Yeah. It would have made for such – that. this is where – 2016 sucks, right? Yeah. In 1990, that movie comes out and nobody knows what's about to happen, and we're all of our minds are blown. But now yeah. we have the internet, so we have this. Thanks. Yeah, I think it would have got internet. it would have gotten out regardless Thanks, of the <laughs> WikiLeaks or the Sony hack. Right. It, I yeah. mean, the fact that it was a crossover. Yeah, there's no way you can keep it under wraps. Like J.J. Abrams did an incredible job with with uh, the Cloverfield spinoff thing or sequel or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But even they, A, they could only keep it quiet until about two months beforehand. And B, the Cloverfield does not equal to 21 Jump Street or Men in Black as far as just prestige. You know? Right. So it's, it's impossible to keep that under wraps. Yeah, it's it's happening. And it's not happening in the sense that Will Smith will be involved. Or maybe he will, actually. I- I had seen um, that that they're all, that the Men in Black cast seems like they're not in, so it's okay. just the yeah. I, I I had understood it as Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum get recruited by the Men in Black and okay. become hundred percent Black. <laughs> that sounds awesome. They're, they're as their characters in the Jump yeah. Street series, so that's the next evolution of their. Me too. I, I think those are darn near perfect comedies. They're so funny, so rewatchable to me. Yeah, and they're a great example of you got to hit it when it's hot too. Do you got to make yeah. the sequel and it has to be funny immediately? Yes. Um, how did, how do you feel like pitch perfect did last year in that kind of thing, Brian, as far as um, coming out when in the right window, I think they probably, I mean, yes, they did the right way. And they having Elizabeth Banks direct was a great call. I don't love, I don't really care about that, that series of movies all that much, but they, mm-hmm. add, they, they, they oh, have, soundtrack in your car but right right 
they have they absolutely know their identity and their audience and they program towards them so well um and they make them enjoyable like the elizabeth banks and uh what's the guy yeah john higgins john michael higgins yeah their bit is hilarious I think that those movies are better as uh, it's the exact same bit from Best in Show, by the way, which yes, is also he's also in, but it's 100%. just he's just now the Fred Willard part, right. the, yes. which is hilarious. Yes, but no, I think they they hit their mark. Uh, I don't that second one made a ton of money and set up the third. And this one. might be a sidetrack, Brian, but how much do you think I could bench press? Just ballpark. What do you? Think? <laughs> uh, let's see. What do you weigh? Uh, so probably like. Uh, You'd be wrong. Two hundred and seventy-five. That's my favorite <laughs> Fred Ward joke in that all of Best in Show when he just sidebars yeah. hard and how much he gets. So so these good. dogs are beautiful. And it's a shame that in some countries these dogs. That's a great movie. Really we need is. a we need a Christopher. He's got that uh, Netflix series coming sometime this year. We need to do an episode on on Chris Guest movies when that happens. We Whenever should because classic. And just do classic a. Films. We need to do a Willard cast too. Just talk Dude, Fred Willard. Willard's the best roles. He's he's, he's American Treasure status as well, he but really mostly is. just for what he does in a theater. Right, <laughs> he really brings a theater to life. Gosh, all right. So that's all we got for movie news. That was a lot. Take that, listener. And we'll I'm sure talk about Ghostbusters and Batman v Superman in, in more detail at a later date. Nope, not me. I'm but done. <laughs> tweet us, and we will tweet your comments. We love to carry on the conversation online. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Yeah. So let's move on, guys, and talk Zootopia. I just want to talk about A, Disney for a bit, mm-hmm. uh, B, the state of animation, which we kind of always have this talk whenever we talk animation, which is kind of rarely nowadays. Sure. I think we've only talked animation maybe less than five times in the history of this show. No, there's been very limited animated movies that we've all gone to see. Mm-hmm. And I want to also talk about uh, the future of where we think Disney animation will be. I mean, this movie kind of came out of, not came out of nowhere, but didn't feel like it was marketed as hard as previous Disney films have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why that is, because this is a really, really solid movie yeah. i think and this is some of the best work disney's ever done uh, and animation wise and story wise i know there aren't the the songs that the kids like to sing along i mean there's one or two and the kind right. of the sense that the lego movie was just kind of a fun mm-hmm. theme yeah. song but there there really wasn't the uh typical disney musical vibe to this 
Um, but I thought this was as clever as I've ever seen Disney do as far as characters in a world and just the design of the world and the characters was as good as I could have expected or wanted it to be. And, you know, as good as anything Pixar has done on that side of the business. Sure. And uh, I blew me away. I was, I loved, I really enjoyed this. I really, really enjoyed this. And like I said, it's it kind of sad. It, I mean, it made a lot of money and, uh, you know, it made biggest, headlines. Biggest opening weekend ever. For a right, Disney but I think it could have been bigger. I'm just not hearing yeah. much about it it's, on the streets. Yes. It's not like Frozen was, and it's right. just like, oh, my gosh, it's Disney, <laughs> you know? And it, right. yeah. and this is kind of just out there. Uh, I just don't know if people know what to make of it, but mm-hmm. I think once they see it, it's going to – word's going to travel well, and this will be one that people come back to, I think. This is a very sellable movie. As far as characters and the world and everything, I think this is, but it's kind of hard to sell at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know? it's it's easy. I think the the deal is this is just a just a theory, a spitball theory, but I think um, I think the reason why it is it wasn't marketed as hard and it's released in March instead of a summer window or, or something like that is because it isn't as accessible for kids. I don't think it's fun to look at. It's pretty. And it, it like, I took my kid to see it yesterday and he was engaged with it, but not in the same way that he engages with uh wreck it Ralph or big hero six or the lion. King. You know, those movies that, um, that he really loves, like he enjoyed it. I'm sure he'll, be happy to watch it again if we buy you know buy the blu-ray or something but um it's it's not as i don't think it's as catchy for kids as some of these other bigger disney well not bigger because this was a huge open but you know what i mean like the more well-recognized disney films of the last 20 years or whatever um i think it's just because those are those play a little bit more to the kid versus the parent or the adult yeah and this fits into my narrative that I've been talking about for a couple of years now is that kids are stupid because <laughs> this is a really good, right. smart piece of animation. Kids not connect with it. That's on the kids, quite frankly. <laughs> and I've been preaching that, as you guys know, since the beginning of the right. podcast. Yeah. I, I'm going to write that down in Cooper's journal today. Uncle Richard said you are stupid. Just just a reminder. He knows. Yeah, he knows. I know. It's yeah. actually why we've done so few animated yes. movies because yes. Richard has a disdain for children right. and yes. the authorities need Especially to be Especially all seven of his own. Yes. <laughs> all legitimate. All legitimate kids. <laughs> I promise. So it's just, it's funny to me that in 2016, you know, 22 years after Toy Story, that this movie just came out. Like, doesn't this yeah. seem like the most obvious <laughs> yeah. idea of all time? Totally. Yeah. Hey, it's a world, but everybody's an animal. Right. Like, that's the, that's seriously one of the more obvious ideas for a movie. But, I mean, the execution was pretty top-notch. Um, I just don't know if this movie could have been made earlier than it was. It does take a lot of uh, ingenuity to – it's it's such an, an – a big undertaking to yeah. do a Zootopia, you know, right. it's the just world is big, right? It's a big world. And the, the amount of design and character design that you have to do is I'm sure actually, I'm not sure, but I, I wonder the number of, you know, animators and if they had to double up on a lot of those positions for this movie, 
because the pure amount of stuff there is to animate uh, more than a, a movie like Up or something where you're at a secluded, you know, kind of quarters and you can build your sets and your landscapes and you kind of can work within those for a majority of the film. It's moving all around all the time and it's an extremely expansive world. I mean, I'm just, I wonder how long it took them to make this. This could have, should have been one of their biggest undertakings of all time. And, um, it looks like it and it was worth it. I just don't, it would be sad if this was not a success on the opening weekend and nobody liked it. And it's just kind of, it's like free birds or something like a couple of years ago, you know, it's just one of those random animated movies just kind of comes and goes, but this, mm. uh, this, this felt, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I there's so I many that just funny. come and go, you know, yeah. what, what was it yeah. last year? Uh, the Rocky and Bullwinkle spinoff. With Stephen oh, yeah. Colbert, what was it? Gosh, I don't even remember that. Jeez, and that one with uh with Sheldon, right? Where he's yeah, like home, home. Yeah, yeah. look, that one. Looked... I took Coop to see that, and he, Mr. Peabody, he could Sherman. not have cared less. Mr. Peabody was funny. He right, we we enjoyed that. One. But yes, I I totally get your point. Home was not funny, and my kid was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> like <laughs> at two, year two old years like old, that, he was like, "I'm ready to go. This is awful." <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm waving my hands like I just do not care. <laughs> it's one of the biggest cringes of all time in yeah. in a movie. When I saw that, I was like, mm, just and Rihanna guys, Rihanna and Jim Parsons, sign me up. Perfect. Well, the chemistry between them. I know exactly, exactly. Yeah, even through a voice cast. So we got a lot of animal themed movies okay. coming out. Quick soon. trivia: Does Rihanna, even after that, like, know who Jim Parsons is? <laughs> <laughs> Even after doing like press and all that stuff yeah. together, no clue. <laughs> hey, Rihanna, that's <laughs> me. Just wanted to hang out. He's like a Southern Harry Carey. We do his voice. Yeah. Do you like hot dogs? <laughs> I do. I'm so glad I'm not on the Jim Parsons hype train, and I never have been. I find him pretty unbearable. Like just. <laughs> You know he's a big Pretty, sports, he's a big sports fan. I think he might be a cowboy fan, Ken. Actually, I know he's not. Actually, I know yeah. for a fact he's not because I would not be working for them had I known that. Ken just rips his headset yeah. off, walks off. Yeah, exactly. You're, you've always been Team Galecki, and you're you're firm about that. Right. You're, yeah. You've always I'm, been. I'm hardcore. Team Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's who I'm Team. All right. So we have a lot of speaking of Zootopia and. This kind of movie, it seemed obvious, but we have a lot of animal-themed movies, animated movies, coming soon. A lot of these previews we saw in Zootopia. One of those being an Angry Birds movie, which Sorry. is coming out later this right year. Right on time! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only, yeah. Okay, guys, Angry Birds is really popular. Let's make a movie. Do-do-do! Three years later. We've had 12 <laughs> downloads. Guys, we finished year. the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, exactly. I think this I will do well. I, played... I think there's still enough little kids that play it on the iPad that'll know what it is, okay. and we'll see it. I remember I played Angry Birds, and it was two girlfriends ago, and I've been with my <laughs> current girlfriend for two years. So it's been that's all I mark time. I like I uh, like it. I so like it. when we when we cut your leg off, there's like rings of girlfriends <laughs> in there instead of. <laughs> oh, that was the Monica period. Okay. <laughs> Who that is. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem at the right time. I think this won't be yeah. huge, but it'll be like Rio or something. It'll be Ugh. moderately successful. 
kind of a beating at the same time, but you got to take your kid because it's like the only thing out that he can see. So there, it's a top five. This have is, you seen Rio? I'm sure you've seen. I Rio. have seen Rio, and and yes, that kind of movie is like a top five thing I hate in the world now. The since I've had a kid, uh, like the kind of innocuous, quote unquote, harmless little animated films that no one really cares about. Those are the worst because they're impossible to sit through as an adult and enjoy, but your kid is just dying to see it. They're awful. I hate mm-hmm. that kind of movie. What is your kid into? Again, he's two years old now. He's point. almost three. He's almost almost three. three. What yeah. is his big fandom? As Toy far as story. Toy Story. Toy Story. He, he, uh, he's got, I mean, he wants to watch blue Toy Story every day, which is Toy Story one. He, He'll watch Toy Story 2 and 3, but Toy Story 1, like, if you just said, hey, Cooper, what do you want to watch? Toy Story, Blue's Toy Story, every time, every single time. That and uh, and Star Wars are still the big pulls for him. Wow. Well, you locked him in a room with only those two movies. Yes, I don't, I don't give him First any, six any other choices. Yeah. yeah, and the Saw movies. Um, those were also <laughs> Uncle, Well, those were very nice of Uncle Russ for the show. Yeah, Russ, let me borrow That was cool of him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm always... Yeah. I would He's be scared my kid would get a, just a random fandom, just something, yes. attach himself to something that you just, yeah. I mean, it's just, you can't stand, you know, would yes. be really like, Fox and the Hound every day, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, Fox and the Hound's fine, but <laughs> right. just something yeah. random Scent like of that. a woman. Yeah. I want to watch Scent of a woman. No, but you know. Just love Al Pacino at three. Yeah. No, he's big into that stuff. He loves, uh, he loves Mickey Mouse, which is fine, but. Mickey Mouse is like a one episode thing for me. I can't. I can't really do more than that. Let's talk After about that, it. Like we got to so, get into something. You're thirty two years old. Yeah, I know. I know. But like in the room, like, it's a big ten, fifteen in yeah. a row. If I oh continue. man, yeah. Big but those Phineas and Ferb is still a big seller around here, which yeah. is great because that show's fantastic. Um, yeah, you know, I, I try to shy away from the stuff that beats me down because I don't really care if he likes it or not. It's it's a whipping for me. Like Curious George. Get out. I can't do it. This is terrible. But so I'm probably not helping him develop as a human, but he does love Star Wars. So that's, you know, I feel like I've succeeded. Yeah. Kind of confusing. What's the biggest property Disney has that they do almost nothing with? (sighs) Hmm. That's a good question. Um, The answer is Mickey. I mean, think about the recognizability of Mickey. Well, what, they I don't. Think, there's no Mickey franchise. There's no well, there's, Mickey TV there's, show. There's no. There, there is a Mickey TV oh, show. Oh, that's, that's oh, okay. the thing. That's. I think. I think what I have realized with Mickey having because there's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and he watches it. He wants to watch it all the time. Uh, again, I'm speaking of my son. Uh, and it's kind of a whip because the deal is I think Mickey Mouse is geared exclusively to not just kids, but like sub five years old, like you're one to four years. I don't old agree. I think is your Fantasia pro- translates. I know, every but audience. I mean, in tra- tra- like tra- most Mickey Mouse, most Mickey Mouse, like the, the oh, is a little different, but yes, like that the, kind. Yeah. The goofy yeah. talk yeah. to Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that was a good only. Yeah. See, <laughs> what about all the weird old racist Mickey Mouse? Did you like that stuff? Yeah. That's, that's my favorite. But Steamboat for, Willie. Yeah. No, uh, for, uh, there's like a, there's, I don't know. I think there's a certain point where at like four or five years old, you're just like, oh, this is not funny. I don't like yeah. this anymore. So I think that's why it's not – and, yes, that like that's a huge market, but it's not the same as Frozen where if oh, you sure. can get the kids that are 
like preteen or under 11 or whatever, then you're, you're, you're going to make bank. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. I think it's hard to sell a Diz, a, excuse me, a Mickey movie, but he wants, my kid wants to watch Mickey's clubhouse all the time. And it's on think, every single day. I mean, the shape of Mickey is trademarked. Like, you know, they've, they've had all those right. lawsuits with dead mouse and things. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. the most rec it's a, it's a, they have a dang shape that is recognized. I mean, they don't right. do much with the character. Mm-hmm. You would think that they would put as much out there or at least, you know, release Christmas movies or something with Mickey yeah. Yeah. in the theater just so – because if anything, it's a huge advertisement for Disney World because kids right. want to go see Mickey, you know? Yeah. And I I think they get that accomplished through merchandise and like Netflix now is huge because there are so many – just what you mentioned, can't like Mickey Christmas specials from twenty and thirty years ago that are mm-hmm. available on Netflix and, and edited for yes, content. yes, and they and they run on on Disney Channel all the time. There's a gosh, we're getting way into like parent stuff. Sorry, this is this is Disney thing. Animation Talk. Um, they have this little, they have a short series called uh, Some Sums. That's like they're mm-hmm. liter- they're like ninety seconds long, and it's just all the Disney characters in like a like a ball shape basically. And they just bounce around for 90 seconds and do some kind of bit. And all the animation is in Disney world somewhere or Disneyland somewhere. And the kids, they go crazy for them. Like Cooper has a huge collection of, of some sums that Mickey and Buzz Lightyear and all these various things. It's like, I think I a hundred percent understand what you're saying. I just think they use Mickey I think quite shrewdly exclusively for the audience that is going to dig him and they don't ever take him out and try to say, Hey, nine year old, you should love Mickey mouse. And he's like, I, 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 don't just, I agree, but I just I mean to not even have movies come out yeah, every it's an, it's four an years. Yeah. It's an odd. It's just very, it's a pretty big risk though, because like when a Disney movie comes out and sucks and doesn't do that well, that's like the prestige brand of their entire mm-hmm. company. Yeah. So I think they kind of try to protect it in a weird way. Yeah, like oh, we had we had Fantasia sixty years ago, and well, <laughs> yeah. they haven't really done anything since right. then except another right. Fantasia, which flopped. Yeah. You know, it, but there's so much merchandise and stuff. Cooper has multiple Mickey Mouse. It's just know, interesting that they don't do more to build the character. Like I mean, that. it's crazy how kids are so into Mickey, and there's no nothing out there that's yeah. Mickey related. I just it's almost mm-hmm. like they're obsessed. It's like a clothing brand more than it is a. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's it's kind of the it's there. It's like the he's like the brand ambassador more than mm-hmm. anything else. And, you know, I think it's I, I again, 100 percent. I think I get what you're saying. I think it's smart the way they do it. Like, it's just it's almost like they don't even have to. Is that it's like almost a cockiness thing of like we don't even have to bust this guy out of the vault because everybody yeah. knows who he is already. It's, it's an interesting phenomenon because I don't I love Disney World and I, you know, have quite a fond uh, a soft spot for for most disney movies and uh and all that stuff but i don't give a rip about mickey mouse at all uh but man the kids they just go crazy for it it's just it's a funny it's a weird i don't know it's smart i think on their part but it is an interesting kind of uh difference between the way that they do things and and the way that they use him i agree so richard any general thoughts on Zootopia? Yeah, so this is the rare animated movie that uh, one I saw, and B that I was excited to see because I really like Wreck It Ralph. 
and uh, yeah. saw Wreck-It Ralph a few years ago and uh, thought it was really original and more my um, like I like I love Pixar and I I recognize that they do uh, more with story uh, that you know I think they're the, some of the best story writers in, in Hollywood and mm. but I I kind of like the tone of something like Wreck-It Ralph for an animated movie more just for sure. me. Um, just comedically and things like that. It's a little more what I always expect the animated movies to be. Uh, and this, and then I also have a huge soft spot. Uh, anything anthropomorphized, however you say that, um, is anything with animals talking. I'm I'm normally pretty much game for. Um, I still have my uh, box set of uh, what was that awful like? Homeward Bound. Uh, yeah, that, I'm a I'm a sassy cats and guy. dogs. Yeah, there's a friend in high school uh, that Kent knows. I won't say her, her name because I don't want to embarrass her. Uh, but she dated a guy in high school named Chance, and uh, <laughs> oh, I used no. to make just about 17 <laughs> homeward bound jokes a day yeah. on that. Um, oh, but uh, anyway, so this is kind of as much as an animated movie. You guys tease me because I I'm not into the stuff as much as you guys but uh, as much as the animated movie can be up my alley it was so i was kind of predisposed to like it i stayed for the whole thing i laughed a bunch i loved the humor in this and uh really enjoyed it so my general thoughts were big plus i will definitely own this one day when i have kids and i will force them to watch it so that i can watch it again yeah it's a very bearable movie and i think my admiration i don't speak for you brian if you're animation past comes from more of you raising your child than it does of just a love for it. I just respect so much the time and creativity that it takes to make an animated yes, feature. Movie. Yes. I mean, just the amount of people involved, the, the amount of, yes. it's easier than just, I mean, not to say it's easy to make a movie because I do know what it takes to make a movie, but any, almost anyone can grab a camera, mm-hmm. get your friend to stand in front of it and hit record. Right. I mean, that's right. really the start of it, but yes. to make an animated thing it's just so much more mm-hmm. time and there's and, no and there's no t- room for anything improvisational improvisational everything has to right. be really planned you can't and, screw anything up yeah well, once yeah. i just got over the fact that all everything animated is for four-year-olds and no one else uh you know that they are actually are you know it's approachable from a lot of different in a lot of different ways especially the stuff pixar does and you mm-hmm. know they really did change the game as far as telling stories that more people can care about and making animation right. more, more, uh, marketable or approachable than ever before. And they've done it more, more here. There was always something so fun and funny about the physicality of the Pixar world, about the yes. way the characters move about the, even the gravity in the worlds that they create. And I think Disney with this movie is finally at that point mm-hmm. where even the movements of the characters are, yeah. is funny in themselves. Like if you just pay attention to one character and just their mm-hmm. movements and mannerisms yeah. are funny. And I they think Rick and Ralph did that too. And that was the first, I, I'm a, I, I think that was the first time that I really recognized that in a Disney movie as opposed right. to a Pixar movie. I think that's the same thing. Yeah. There's so much like funny, like in the background type humor in this movie. Yes. Too. Yeah. yeah. So much. The amount of Easter eggs in here is ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I noticed a few. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. the yeah. fact that the the network on the phones was called PB and J instead of AT and T. Well, that was yeah. funny. It's just random, a little right. little joke. You, almost no one would notice. And they're walking down the street, and there's a store called Hoof Locker instead of Foot Locker. I mean, <laughs> right. it's, it's so dumb. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> I'm such a, that's, I mean, I'm such a sucker. For I'm such a, it's such an easy joke though, you know, it's, yeah. especially when it's animals, I'm all in. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, but I think it just goes to show the, the care and the time that goes into making this kind of movie. And that's, you know, Disney as a corporation takes a lot of flack for being who they are, but this is what makes them so great is, uh, and easy to hate on because they're so good at what they do because they take so much time and attention and pay so much attention to detail. And that's that's the stuff that makes these movies much more enjoyable than the average DreamWorks animated movie, you know? Yeah, this movie could have gone one of two ways. It could have gone just completely off the wall and just explored the possibilities of this world like they do with the Lego movie and just go mm-hmm. completely insane with it. Or they could have tried to tell a more generic uh, story. And I feel like they kind of straddle the line pretty well here of throwing Mm -hmm. in the random comedy, almost Mm -hmm. slapstick comedy, and the sweet, heartwarming storyline. Right. And I thought the storyline – I like the storyline. I mean it it works in a lot of ways uh, for a lot of people, I guess. Um, It's not as – Gener- I mean, it's not like Brave or something where it's kind of one right. person's story. I mean, they really do hammer the home the, you can do anything you want in Zootopia. You can be whoever you want to be. They say that multiple times and to multiple people just so to kind of hammer that home. But, I mean, it it's a lot about proving your self-worth and finding your destiny and simple theme. But I th- that was a cool story about her not being the, being the only bunny cop or whatever. I mean, it's right. cheesy when you think about it, but the execution again, it's, this is what movie that needs to be seen to be believed, I guess, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Did it work for you at all? The, the, uh, bunny hot or Judy hops. Uh huh. Yeah. I thought it was very good. And I was, um, yeah, the story is a little, uh, not necessarily cliche. The, the pacing not, of it is yes, kind pacing of, is kind of is, weird. Kind of kind yeah. of climaxes in the middle when right. they yeah, solve the first was, case, and then it's kind of is it mm-hmm. over or not? Right. Or it's kind right. of it was a little predictable. Uh, mm-hmm. I you know you could kind of figure out where it was going in most places after thirty or forty five minutes, but again, it has to appeal to to my three year old. So you can't have a plot that's you know, like Game of Thrones level deep or anything like that. So I, I, you know, it, it gets a pass for me on that. But the characters are really enjoyable. It's, um, I thought it was the right blend of humor for us, for adults, and keeping a little bit of the, the slapstick and the, the kind of lowbrow humor for, for the kids to enjoy. I loved all the Easter eggs. Like, the <laughs> the Breaking Bad reference was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Like having watched it with, you know, I'm dealing with wrestling a, a toddler by myself the whole time too. So I'm sure I missed so many things that I'll I'll pick up the next Which, time. Which ironically it. was not your kid. You just yeah, just a random toddler. kid that we found. <laughs> you know, just keeps yeah. happening. It's weird. No, um, I thought well, you you he, kicked that kid's butt, so you can be proud of uh, it. Yeah, he stepped up on me and he went back down. <laughs> he was he wouldn't stop talking during the previews, and I taught him a lesson. Pretty valuable yeah. lesson. This is the only way we can make America great again um, is to make sure that the kids get beat. No, uh, look, it was – I thought the animation was really cool and the the uh, universe building was really strong. You mentioned at the, the outset, Kent, that this is it's, – it's a lot to take on. It's a, 
I feel like a lot of Disney movies are kind of on a small, at least the traditional classic Disney movies are kind of on a smaller scale as to the setting or the number of characters and whatnot. And this is just a free for all. It feels with, like a open world video game. Yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And then the, the that's exactly kind of the right way to to go with. I think on this, it 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 should feel like a wide open universe. If it's the hit that. Disney is trying to make it, then this is this is the type of thing that plays into their parks for for right. three decades, you know. And uh, I don't know if it'll. I, I'm not sure yet. If it's a it was a huge hit, but I my I wonder how it will translate to uh, timelessness with with kids. But reg- but for now, I mean, it's really good. And uh, I thought the voice talent was strong. And I love Bateman. And uh, but I thought Jennifer Goodwin did a really good job yeah. too. It's hard yeah. to judge voice work if it's not incredible voice work like what Amy Poehler and the rest did with uh with Inside Out you know but I also think it's very easy in a in an animated film to become to let the the voice work become a distraction or who's who's doing the voice to be a distraction for from the character um and I didn't, that was not a problem with this one at all so I I'm very impressed I thought it was a a, a much better movie than I expected a couple of months ago they got a lot of professional voice actors yes. in this one. Maurice yes. LaMarche is a very well-known uh, Disney voice actor who's the, who did – you know, he's known for being uh, Bender on Futurama. Uh-huh. And Alan Tudyk is, has become a very – yeah, he's, he's, he's the become the go-to guy for a lot of animation projects. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought there's speaking of the adult jokes ones for us. I mean, just casting Tommy Chong as the yak is an yeah. a, a joke for funny. us. You yeah. know, it was funny, and that was a very funny scene where he was trying to f- remember the yeah. license plate number or whatever. That was a very well written scene. Yeah, and there were some a lot of small ones like that. I mean, the the sloth DMV thing was just as that funny a setup and s- sequence as I've maybe seen in Disney since Toy Story. I mean, it was, and I know Toy Story was Pixar back then, but I mean, in this kind of animation, that was, yeah, that was was a very, very funny scene. And it didn't get, it didn't get unfunny. Uh, They kept kind of re coming back to it, but they didn't use it too much. The sloths, they could have beat that over the head and made it like the minions and just, (laughs) the sloths are funny. So we're going to, you know, and it, it didn't feel like that. It it was very, I love the minions, (laughs) but I thought yeah, another... it was very funny, and it because it it felt real, right? Like that's right. a moment where you're like, of course that sloths run the DMV, of course they do. Like that's a perfect joke because <laughs> yeah. it's such a beating to go to. The... Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely, hundred yes. percent. And that's the kind of joke that your kids like. I don't understand what's funny about this, and you're like, okay, well, that's fine. That's some of these have to be for me. Another <laughs> take him to the DMV and just sit him in line for a while. Yeah, so and then he gets it. it. He totally gets it. He gets it. Yeah, he does. Another funny little. Easy joke was let's address the elephant in the room, and then yes. the camera pans to an elephant. I was just like, I was the only one in the theater that laughed at that. I just thought that was so funny. I laughed at that for like seven minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it just the way the camera pans over. It's just kind of just, yeah. and the elephant's so big in the frame. <laughs> That's it's like great. my like. Everyone has like their highbrow and their lowbrow humor. Yeah, like right. my lowbrow is just like stupid animal stuff, and so I was just like. I laughed probably harder at this than like um, Trainwreck. 
<laughs> like, I, like I don't think it's funnier than Trainwreck, but I laughed a lot more just because sure. I just sat there giggling the whole time. It's a different that it's, that's like a different skill to be able to make people right, totally. laugh rather than just be humorous. I guess I don't know. Yeah. That's that's a, not a great, very eloquent way to put it, but I totally get what you're saying. The little Rodenta with like the little Italy with all the mice and the little cars and buildings and stuff was funny. They did a chase sequence through that. Well, that was a funny setup. And uh, the Godfather mm-hmm. <laughs> homage, they have multiple scenes of that, and that was kind of only for us kids who really wouldn't get that reference at all, I'm assuming. I mean, it right. works as its own, but obviously mm-hmm. it's a big Godfather. Cooper's only seen Godfather 3, right? Yeah. The only one you'll let him see, right? Yeah. yeah right. The other two are just too violent. Too violent. Yeah. <laughs> but it I didn't takes let him watch Scarface, though. Just, you know, Good, because it's great. Right. It takes this weird turn, though, again, in the third act – it becomes about drug dealers and kind yeah. of weird, yeah. kind of a, like you said, a Breaking Bad episode, and they do reference that, but yeah. it's kind of off-putting. But again, well done. Yeah. It didn't take away from my enjoyment at all. Did, the way the direction they went. Did you guys catch the characters' names in the the trailer? The Breaking they said Walt and Jesse, right? Yeah, and Jess, I think Jesse and Badger. So it's like great, awesome, strong, strong. Uh, all right. So. That's really all I have for Zootopia. I mean, this was this was t- I would see this again. And Jason Bateman needs to do more animation work. He's and great. He was very very good. And who knows what it takes to make one of these? As far from a voice acting perspective, I mean, mm-hmm. Bill Hader said they he worked on Inside Out for five years. Seriously, like off and on. Yeah. Like they yeah. just kept calling him. He'd go back. They'd redo it. They'd redo this. And uh, I mean, this is maybe similar. I mean, this. Seems like it took took a while, but he's got a low key great voice. Like it's not one that you immediately think of as that guy's got a great voice. But then you watch, for me at least, I'm watching this and like this is a he his voice works not just works well within this uh, within the for the character and within this world, but it it just sounds good when you're just I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's something that struck me that I guess I've never really noticed, despite being American Treasure a big Jason fan Bateman of American Treasure Jason Bateman. So, I'm going to grade this one out. I think this is a big, this is a good one for sequels. I mean, this could get, yes. there's endless possibilities with this world, really. Yes, they they could make 10 sequels off of this, I think. Right, they could do a TV TV series mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, yep. And I thought the, another funny bit I didn't mention was the hamster lawyers coming out with them getting the popsicles. I mean, <laughs> yes. it's so random and very funny as well. Yeah. But, like I mentioned earlier about the movies, about animals coming out the secret life of pets comes out later this year mm-hmm. that's another obvious movie yeah hey what do All pets in. do when we when we leave <laughs> for the day in. yeah <laughs> louis ck is a random day. kind yeah. of a random choice but he seems to fit that perfectly well mm-hmm. he's not the really go-to voice actor for animation but right. i mean i'm sure he fits the character we'll have to see how that goes but and then there's also a storks movie that we saw the preview for, and that's another. How did this not come out twenty years ago? Yeah, that one movie. almost seems past its prime to me. Like, does anybody does anybody think about is that still a thing? You know what I mean? Like, do people still think the storks? Yeah, I do don't people know. still tell their kids that storks bring babies? I feel like that's maybe past its prime. I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, I, I hadn't know. thought about the stork thing in twenty five years. That <laughs> that was a thing that people think, you know, yeah. or, or tell their kids. Yeah, to pre- to prevent them from knowing the horrible truth. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. 
It's a movie. It's something. It's something that could be a movie. So it got made, Brian. That's the only requirement <laughs> yeah, now. Is that can it be a movie? Can okay, it be a movie. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Pretty I'm gonna grade. Like I said, I'm gonna grade this one out, and I'm gonna grade it at an A. Strong. What do you guys see? I'm gonna go A minus. Good. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and uh, I'm I'm with you, Ken. I think. I'm almost excited more to see like what they're going to do from here. It's weird to be more excited about sequels than the original, but I think there's just so much. This is such a wide open world. They could do so much with it. I'm excited to see what happens with that. Brian. I mean, uh, Richard. Big fat A out of me. Okay. Triple A. The patented Triple A. I think there's there's nothing else with the name Triple A, right? So we can trademark. Okay. I'll get to work on the paperwork right now. Okay. Let me know. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. All right, guys, let's hit a uh, recommend real fast. Weekly recommends. Not really a recommend, but have y'all been watching the OJ show? Yeah, man. Brian? No, I haven't. I I intend to. It's just, it hasn't happened. Of all things, you're not to watch. I know. Look, I got to watch freaking... All the Batman movies and Green Lantern and stuff. So I don't. No, you to. don't actually have to. That is completely self-imposed. <laughs> Please don't act like oh, we wait, asked you to what? do that. Okay. Yeah. Well, is right, Castle still on? Then no. <laughs> <laughs> I I will I will try to get caught up, but I just haven't. I have. I, it sat on my DVR until my DVR got down to like eighteen percent, and then I just deleted them. So I'll, it happens. Yeah. Well, that's not a really recommend. We just haven't mentioned it on the show. I know it'll be a topic it at good? a later date. Is it good? It's getting. Oh, yeah. it's, good. it's good. It is a good it's, show. Here, here's the thing. I have heard only two things. I have heard people say that it is an incredible show that is on par with Mad Men and Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and The Americans and every other great TV show of the golden era of television. And then I have heard people say that it is horrible and unwatchable. Like I, I've it not, really does I straddle the line of anybody say, yeah, yeah, both of those are true. It's like straddles the line it, of bad lifetime movie and, and Fargo. I mean, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's exact. Kent's exactly right. It, it, it alternates scene to scene from being prestige television at its best and the worst lifetime movie you've ever seen. <laughs> But both are equally enjoyable in my book. I like those awful Lifetime movies, though. Like exactly. that Saved by the Bell, behind the scenes kind of, you know. It's exactly. bad That's on purpose. That's what I thought this yeah. was going to be. Yeah. Like when I saw that, like, John Travolta was in this and stuff, like, I was shocked it was good. Because I thought it was going to be just a I mean, I thought it was going to be hilarious. But I thought it was going to be, like, a big zeitgeisty, hilarious, like the Saved by the Bell movie. 
Yeah. And uh, it's not. It's it really. I mean, there's some really, Courtney B. Vance is incredible. He's in amazing it. as yes. Johnny Cochran. I and, mean, he's he is great. Yeah. And Nathan Lane is randomly great yeah. in this as well. Nathan Lane. I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think I texted it to you guys, but I thought about texting it to you both. Like, is anyone bet? He's like the um. He's Nathan Lane is like in basketball. I'm trying to. He's like Vinny the Microwave Johnson. Like. That guy does more with like six minutes of screen time than anybody ever, <laughs> but I never want him to have forty minutes of screen time. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I like that. That's a good that analogy. Good. That's a good analogy. Like, that guy for all from... of the uh, for everyone who listens to us who uh, was a big fan of the Bad Boys in the late eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just none comes of our off the bench and he just kills it for eight minutes. Like, just he's yeah. the funniest, yeah. best actor in the world. He's great as Effie Bailey in this too. So uh, yeah, it's worth it. I'm sorry about the Travolta thing, though. That's going to be no, hard. That's, that may be the main reason why I haven't watched it, if I'm being honest. So. You should watch it, though, and we should have a better discussion at a later date. All right. Yeah, I know Stephen wants in on that one. Oh, just that so, might... we, just for an excuse to talk about the OJ trial, we should do the yeah. do an episode on the series. When it hey, ends. two thousand rushing yards in a fourteen game season. That's all yep. you need to know. That's all you need to know. All <laughs> right. No way, he killed her. That's all I'm saying. The so, my recommend comes from Netflix and it just got added. It's a movie. It's a good one. It's called Unforgiven. Ooh. And I know we've talked about it on the show. Maybe a, maybe I've recommended it in the past, but I don't know if it's been on Netflix in the past. So it's a double recommend for me then. Nice. And it's a good one. Good Western. And uh, it's worth your time and money if you want to buy it. I suggest buying it. I do own it on Blu-ray. It's great. I have it on Laserdisc. So well, I agree. Great. I'm great, great movie. Yes. The LD. What great, is Netflix? Great, great snack. <laughs> you only watch exclusively Laserdisc. I do that great, great. It's uh, Baldwin doing Tony Bennett. I do that all the time at work, and no one knows no what one it is, but it, everyone yeah. always laughs. Yeah. It's a right. great, 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 great movie. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a good recommendation. That's my recommend. recommend. So, yeah, Richard. Like yeah, I uh, I have a lovely, lovely girlfriend who uh, got me free HBO for a year uh, from Time Warner. She called and screamed at my cable company and got me that. She's really good at these kind of things. Gosh. And so I've been catching up frantically with uh, HBO Go and watching a bunch of stuff. And I, they have this newish documentary on there about Mike Nichols, who's a hero of mine, one of my favorite directors and just like people ever. And uh, it's called Becoming Mike Nichols. It's a long interview and documentary with him. And it was right before he died. It was actually his last interview. And uh, it's awesome. And I highly recommend it. Cool. It's on HBO Go, you said? It is. It is. All right. Very nice. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, I saw several movies this week. Most of them were not very good, but I did quite enjoy uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot with Someday American Treasure Tina Fey. Good date movie uh, if you have a significant other. Uh, And a little more, it's got a little more weight to it than I was expecting. I thought it was just going to be kind of a, you know, dumb comedy, but it. Can't believe a movie about war has weight to it. Well, it didn't seem like that in the trailers. It didn't seem like we were going to get. We're gonna delve into the uh, the dark underbelly of war, but yeah. uh, it did a very. I felt like the uh, the directors, uh, Ficar and Requel, who did Crazy Stupid Love, which is a really one of my favorite movies of that genre, you know, the, the the romantic comedy genre or whatever. Uh, they did a very good job. I felt like of touching on 
the really awful parts of this story without letting it become depressing or, or anything like that. So I, I, th- I thought they did a very good job of kind of balancing those two things. And I wasn't really expecting it. Uh, so, and Tina Fey, Tina Fey's great. And she, I don't think she has like the, the widest range in the world, but I think she has a bigger range than what we, maybe we give her credit for. And I think she, she got an opportunity to show it a little bit here. Didn't make a lot of money, but it's, it's an enjoyable little film. And, and you know, if you're looking for a date movie, or something to that effect, it's probably better than Zoolander 2. So give that a shot. How about that recommend? Is that eh, probably keyword probably ever? probably better than the worst movie of the year. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, uh, you can find all of our episodes online at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. And uh, you can buy a T-shirt on there if you want, if you want to support the show. It's a great way to donate. If you don't want to buy a shirt and just want to donate, you can do that as well as well on the website, and only our most recent 100 episodes are on iTunes. So anything older than those, you're going to have to go on the website. But where can we find you online, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 and you can find my writing at themadaboutmoviespodcast.com. Richard, where can we find you? Actually, it's just madaboutmoviespodcast. I know. Get I started it, to right. say something different, and then I changed halfway through my, wow, my sentence. I know. That's just, look. Just, no one's no one's just, listening by this point. You're so. banned next week again. All right. Um. Uh, you can find me at Richard Barden on Twitter or at richardbarden.com. Kent, where would I find you? Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison, and find all of our episodes and me at our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. And until then, until next time. What are we doing next week, Kent? What Brothers are we doing? Grimsby six times. That's what we're gonna. We're all gonna go watch. Brothers it Grimsby. We gotta no. have to figure that out. Gosh, that what looks is so bad. Week? So bad. Brother, brother, uh, Cloverfield, yeah? Oh, yeah. Cloverfield. 10, Ten Cloverfield 10. Lane, it is. And so then the week that. after that is the big one, guys. The week What's after that? that is is 200. 200 If episodes. it's not, we'll have to do Grimsby. Grimsby talk. <laughs> All right. Could be fun. I'll just slide that in, yeah. All I've right. heard I'm ready, I'm ready to mixed do the reviews on Grimsby. Whenever y'all are. I, so. like, I did hear mixed reviews on Now You See Me as well, but I've heard mixed reviews on Grimsby where it's just – total effort mode and they just go i mean so hard comedy like you know like total gross out comedy we'll have to see but it's 49 percent on rotten tomatoes right so now. exactly it's like split down the middle i actively want this to be bad so like, do i really bad what if letty is just 50 percent par for the course the entire his entire <laughs> career oh. One of the most polarizing filmmakers of our time. <laughs> Half of you love him. Half of you hate him. Everybody spins uncontrollably. I'm busy Gosh. talking about it. I cannot wait to do a Now You See Me redux whenever we get that. When Now You See Me 2 gets closer. I'm so excited to rewatch and talk about it with you gentlemen again. It comes out this year. It comes out in like a month. We're close. It's yeah. June, I think. So we're we're like three months away. It's <laughs> it's coming, guys. Got to get prepped. How's Gods of Egypt? The worst movie of the year, besides <laughs> besides Zoolander. It's it's very Jupiter ascending. Like there are so many similarities. <laughs> Jupiter ascending, mainly the wolves or the wolf yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. The the wolf uh, space werewolves. Yes, yes. They have, yeah, it's. Uh, did not know this. It's a literal interpretation of the whole pharaohs are gods. So, like, Gerard Butler and Jamie Lannister can just turn into, uh, like, Egyptian god things. So they're just, like, flying around on the screen. It looks terrible. The entire plot 
is based on one line of exposition that doesn't make any sense. So it's a great, great movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great time. It's a great city of San Francisco. All right. Um, right. Yeah, so it's it's worse than Zoolander? Hmm. That's that's gonna have to be decided at a later date, Richard. That's okay. tough. It's just think about how bad Zoolander Two is. It's really hard to decide if this is worse than Zoolander Two. Like it's it's on the same level. So think about that. Just let that sink in. It's horrible. All right. Well, on that note, we'll see you next time at the cinema. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. <laughs>